Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this. It is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast brought to you on the weekend that the sweet baby Jesus was born. <laughs> Next to me <laughs> is, is Philip Logan. Hello, Philip. Hello, Jonathan. And uh, Tim, are you in equally fe- festive and, and religious mood? Uh, absolutely. I would just correct you, though, JB. It's the anniversary of the, anniversary, the week. Of the sweet baby Jesus was born. Of course it is. How, how silly of me. What a heathen. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the Egg Chaser shipping container, which is currently located in Dorset. Dorset? Dorset. Oh, very, very soggy Dorset. Hang on, isn't there a joke about this? Oh no, it's 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 the other way around, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Hey, do, do you want to do the joke? Should we do, should we do no. the joke? Should we do the joke? So whereabouts in Dorset? Uh, in, in Dorset are you? Dorchester. In Dorset. Your sp- yes. Uh, well, you. <laughs> <laughs> we are absolutely butchering, absolutely, absolutely butchering this joke. Right, JB, shall me and you do the joke? Yeah, got them. Okay, uh, I was in pool o- over the summer. Endorse it. I'd positively recommend it. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. What an awful, awful start to the podcast. What a great start. <laughs> hey, well, as Tim pointed out before the podcast even started, we're the only pod- podcast out there this week, so we'll do what we want. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll do exactly what we want. And if you don't like it, well, you've got no other options. So tough. You stuck with us. There's only one podcast that's 52 weeks of the year. No slacking. That's right. Exactly right. Uh, good weekend of rugby. Interesting weekend of rugby. I know. Uh, things seem to be heating up quite a lot now. Uh, f- probably for the first time, except for the very top of the table, we're starting to see a bit, li- little bit of separation. I quite like that. Um, yes, we slight, are. Yeah, slightly more. Still still not a lot. Mm. I'd, I'd be very worried if I was a Newcastle Falcons fan. Yeah. But before you worry about Newcastle Falcons, go and follow us on various social media platforms such as Twitter. We are at Rugby Podcast. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. And also, I think you can find us on Acast and Apple Podcasts and all other good podcast providers. Um, have I missed any? No, that's about right. Just one thing. If you if you kind of uh, are, are struggling with uh, relatives that you wouldn't choose to spend time with, then uh, get yourself some beer delivered uh, from Beer52. Twitter.com slash Rugby Podcast. There's the details to a really cool offer. Um, and also, Cornerstone Razors. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg. Uh, so, oh, is it egg? No. Egg 10. Yeah. At checkout. Egg 10 at checkout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg. If you've got some relatives who are visiting 
like a few days after Christmas and you need to get them a present and haven't and sort them out with a, a beautiful cornerstone engraved razor and uh, and six razors in a presentation pack. Wonderful. Uh, just because you listen to us, you get that special deal. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Uh, so did, th- this week, for once, the, the Pro 14 has been awesome this week. Do you know what? You say once. I mean, it's sometimes awesome. Uh, I don't know. It is. I've not actually watched a single second of Pro 14, so I'm glad that you have. Well, that's fine. All I would say is if you want to choose anything to watch, just go and watch the last 10 minutes of Connacht versus Leinster. I I did hear it was was a bit of a comeback. A a bit of a comeback is probably an understatement. It was uh, 21 points, I think I'm right in saying, in the the last 10 or 11 minutes to win the game. Phenomenal. Yeah, 33-29 win, having scored 21 points in the last 10 minutes. Jesus. That is, uh, is what Leinster do. Yep, they're, uh, they're relatively good. I did notice... <laughs> relative. Yeah, yeah, relative to other you know, teams. Um, <laughs> to all of the... All to, other teams. to every other team that plays rugby, they exactly. are pretty good. Uh, obviously, the, the big game which, which happened today, which uh, I noticed you haven't spoken about, uh, was uh, Zebra losing 8-10 to the mighty Treviso. Mm. Benetton are looking all right. They are, they are. Um, right, so let's talk about the other rugby, the rugby we actually care about and watched. Um, well, well, firstly, like, okay, some of the headlines. So, what's going to come up on here? We're going to round up some of the stories we've um, that have happened in the last week since our last podcast. Talk about the rugby that's happened this weekend, and Phil has prepared a Christmas quiz. Um, certainly have for us yes. in a little bit. But so, some of the stories. What 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 are the stories that have broken between last last week's podcast and before the rugby? There's a few things. There's loads of there. things. There's loads of things. I say loads of things. There's a few things. Well, Jordan Murphy is now full-time head coach at Leicester Tigers. Yes. That happened. He got the, the dreaded vote of confidence, which it wasn't badged as a vote of confidence, but it basically was a vote of confidence, which normally sees managers, coaches, directors of rugby fall off a cliff. But he managed to follow it up with a very impressive bonus point win against a good Harlequin side at Welford Road. Yeah, that... That is a really surprise. Well, is it surprising? It's not surprising because they're packed full of good players. It is surprising because they're not very good. <laughs> They've not been playing well. They've not been looking like they're packed full of good players consistently this season. And Quinns have been pretty decent this season. Yeah. But it was a very, very good performance. So the, the thing which really surprised me about this, when I looked at the two teams, I think Harlequins are building a really, really top-end pack. You know, the, the front row are good, even though, you know, they're... <sighs> All three of them together, uh, yeah, um, Marler, Sinclair. Uh, did they go with them? Ward, Ward, Ward started. Yeah. When you have those three together, um, they tend to rub referees up the wrong way, I would say, <laughs> to put it mildly. Uh, but actually, it's a powerful pack, a real powerful pack. It's a powerful pack, and the one I really like in this pack is Alex Dombrandt, who was very, very good again. Welshman Alex Dombrandt. <laughs> He's well. He's got op- an Englishman, Alex Dombrant. Yeah, he's from, he's from Guildford, but he went to Cardiff University and played Wales A. Eh? No, Wales under twenty ones, I think. He's, he's got options, hasn't he? Uh, I don't think Dombrant. so. I don't even think he does qualify for Wales now. Weirdly, something, something weird has happened there. But yes, good. Welshman Alex Alex Dombrant, very good uh, it, player. It was, a, it was a very Quinsy performance in the the flaky factor was back up where you quite often find Quins. Yeah, yeah, and you think they're over it, and you think just on the man. Uh, and he's well, and that happens. So yeah, it, back to back to good old Quins, I guess. Beat beat Exeter at home, and then lose to a bad Tigers team. Yeah, a bad Tigers team who did play very well. And, yeah, and maybe that maybe that vote of confidence for uh, Jordan Murphy is just what he needs, and just what they need to kind of 
get some consistency and, and solidarity in that coaching team, that setup as a unit. Well, so Tigers are due to bring in a coach, Ooh, again, um, but no one as big name as we've heard before. So not as a consultant, but probably someone underneath Jordan Murphy rather than you know the consultant type. Uh, I think it is... I'm trying to think, trying to think who, who it is now. Oh, who saw that coming? Would you? I wouldn't have predicted that Jordan Murphy would be handed the reins well, at this point. It's not even that, is it? It's, I don't think he should be handed the reins. I don't think it's the right decision. I, I, exactly the same as you, Tim. I did not predict it on the back of those results. Ah. On the back of eight defeats in a row, um, there's certainly you would struggle to argue he he has merited that announcement. Yeah. Uh, but perhaps it does. Perhaps it gives them that that surety I that they don't, need. I don't get it. But oh yeah, Phil Phil Blake is the guy that I'm thinking of. Oh, he, uh, he used to coach at Wasps defence. Okay, so he he's going to come in into uh, assist, and there's going to be apparently a winger on uh, on the way in. And on top of all that, I've heard that Brendan O'Connor might be going to Japan. Hmm. So but, yeah, bit, yeah, bit of a loss. Yeah. So but, just just on the Jordan Murphy thing, right? I wish Jordan Murphy all the best. I really do. I think I think he's obviously a good guy. He was in demand when Matt O'Connor showed up, and he was, I think, on the shortlist for either Northampton or Cardiff Blues and Cardiff Blues. I, I should say, he didn't get either job inside the State Tigers. I just don't see the point in making him the head coach yet. I mean, he's just not proven enough. Um, yes, although having gone through what three or four coaches in the last three years yeah um there's probably not that many other options available to leicester right now but no the world is available to Le- leicester is the, still the biggest club in the uk i would say Ooh, it is it just is it's got the bit well, let's talk talk england yes you, you may you may be right who is bigger than leicester Let's well, if, if, well, if if, if you say if you say UK, which you just did, I did. Yeah, so Leinster aren't UK. Oh, UK, not yet. Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, Leinster obviously aren't the UK. I know that. But talking <laughs> home British nations, and Irish. Um, I would say Leinster are. I'd say Saracens are. No, I, they're definitely bigger than Saracens. I mean, it, it is the biggest job in. It's certainly in English rugby, and I'm not sure you just give it to anyone uh, and they should have gone through a, through, through a process and I'm sure they all say that they did go through a process they've gone through a process yeah but they need to go through a better more, rebe- <laughs> more robust process they need to come up with a process which comes up with a different answer yeah that's <laughs> what I agree with <laughs> well let's so his first that's, that's his... very much the uh, that's very much the um, those people that put F, FBPE whatever that stands for on their Twitter account that seems ooh, to be their logic ooh, with Brexit ooh that's not go with that Tim uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> So I'm going to give Jordan Murphy. I would not have appointed him on the back of eight losses. However, his first game properly in charge, and let's let's try and look at this as a new era, was a very good performance and a very good result. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, let's give him some time to properly bed in and let's look back at the end of this season and see yeah. if we agree happen? or when disagree. He first got, when he first got it on a caretaker basis, there was a... There was a bounce and a, a reaction. He had that instant honeymoon period <laughs> with, a, with with a couple of great results. He Maybe did. is there a right. way they can keep like, <laughs> keep sort of like oh actually now we've made him caretaker again and then make him head coach again every and, now and again just, just every few weeks. And do you know what we think about it? Right, they had cockers. He was caretaker and then he was head coach. And in fact, I'm sure he kind of went in and out of that role a, a little bit. They've had Matt O'Connor twice. They've had Jordan Murphy caretaker then. 
and then full time. So they're not really afraid of rotating the guys, are they? You could have all three of those under contract and rotate them on a two-week basis. <laughs> well, I, I just think, so they've appointed him as head coach. Then you just keep on stepping him up, making him more and more secure. Ah, so nice. you go the Steve Diamond approach. Se- yeah, senior head coach, uh, senior director head co- or director head coach, senior director Executive head coach. Executive director. Yeah. And then... So Steve Diamond, actually, is he the only person who's been demoted in rugby? Uh, well, there was another yeah, one. He was, he was CEO at one point, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he? was CEO. <laughs> there, <there's, laughs> Emperor, well, I think, at one point. That does uh, bring us quite nicely onto another bit of coaching news this week. That, Ooh. that an international coach has been demoted. Ma- Michael Checker. Michael Checker. Because Scott Johnson has come in as director of rugby and uh, Checker's p- powers have been curtailed, shall we say. He has less responsibility hmm. off the pitch and around the... Uh, the ARU. Well, I oh, you're not very good at spin, Phil, because what you actually say is Michael Check is being given the freedom to just focus on the <laughs> uh, the the preparations for the World Cup. Well, I think that's right, actually, because it, what are the chances that you find the guy who's excellent at telling players to get off the line really quickly and work hard, and also is a master administrator? So I don't really have a problem with that. In fact, it's pretty smart. The only thing I would say is I think Scott Johnson in particular, fries the minds of people, particularly uh, Scotland fans. Because I don't think they can work out if they love him or hate him or <laughs> he does anything. Because all the, Vern Cotter was the guy who got them good. Gregor Townsend's continued with that process. And a lot of people think, what did Scott Johnson actually do? I would love to know. I'd love to have his kind of hey. nine-to-five schedule of, Scott, what are you actually doing? Exactly. But maybe that's but exactly what they need. If if you can do very little but get attributed with success, and Scotland are, in, yeah. my, in my mind, certainly a team very much on the up at the moment. So if you can be attributed for, for that trajectory, then Scott, that's not a bad thing. He was also head coach, coach of Wales, don't forget. Yeah. God, that well, seems like a long he, time ago. He, he certainly pickles my head because I can't understand. Well, I'm always confused and suspicious because I've never seen him and Gerard Depardieu in a in a room at the same <laughs> nice. time. Uh, nice pronunciation. Um, Depardieu. Depardieu. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, com- completely agree. Uh, or Highlander. I'm, I'm after Eddie Butler's job. Sorry? I said I'm after Eddie Butler's job. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, Some uh, good montages. You know, first you're reporting, then you're hosting, and before you know it, you'll, you'll be doing, uh, doing the voiceovers, Tim. Oh, I can't. Just stirring, get me on those montages. Stirring voiceovers. Yeah. Mm. Uh, do you want to talk about some games? Can we talk about games, or do you, we've got more news? What, what other news is there, Phil? There must have been any other stuff. Oh, oh Timisoara uh, Saracen's got fined thirty thousand euros. Right. Oh. I mean, I don't know how they expected them to stop the snow. But, so, what, so it, for not for not making sufficient preparations to deal with the snow. Yes. Uh, now, did, did Saracens get fined €30,000 when they had a game called off because of snow last if, year? No if, idea. If they did, I cannot remember it. I mean, no, that's I, quite, I, mean I think it's because the game was not played. The Saracens game was played. Oh, it was played two days late. I was, I was working at that game. Um, it was played on the Monday. Yeah. Um, it seems a little harsh to me. I mean, well, I don't know what you expect them to do. And it does seem a bit kind of counterintuitive that... If they were underprepared, presumably not for a lack of will, but for a lack of funding, that, that you should find them rather than say, "Oh, actually, here's some cash. Go and sort your uh, pitch covers and under soil heating 
and all the rest of it out. Do you see Hi- that Hira's, Hira's, I, I saw it. Like it didn't look like under soil heating would have solved that. Snowplow, snow pitch, pl- pitch covers, whatever it is. Yeah, it seemed like um, quite a big job. Yeah, well, thirty thousand pounds, pay it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does feel we should be well, kind we also, of supporting these uh, these smaller smaller nations, yeah, smaller like, teams. On the other hand, they did waste Northampton's time going out there, and I don't know what the thirty thousand is for. Is it for saying not calling it off soon enough, or? Yeah, yeah, well, the fact... Well, no, it's not for that, which is what I was... That's exactly what I was going to say. I I reckon part of the reason that there will be such a sour taste left in the mouth is I imagine that Northampton had to travel and I imagine that Timosaurus Saracens had to wait until a certain period close to the game before they could call it off rather than call it on Thursday and say, look, this game isn't going to go on. Don't bother travelling. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You've got to actually have the teams ready to go, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, there is a rule, actually, on European weekends. Uh, EPCR say that the away team have to be in the country of the match the day before the game. Really? Okay. So that... even Welsh teams have to... So even if a Welsh team was playing Bristol, they'd have to go across the Severn Bridge. That is ridiculous, isn't it? Well, a lot of teams do that anyway. Yeah, but that is ridiculous. <laughs> it, it, that is ridiculous. It doesn't seem to make sense. It's just not common sense, is yeah. it? Yeah, because you could have a say a hotel get get the team together in a hotel just a mile on the welsh border yeah and it's not allowed or a mile on the english border and it's perfectly fine mm. yeah oh well, well there you go. poor old timosaurus yes doesn't seem to be helping so which games did you watch this weekend tim uh, i watched exeter v saracens and once again it was glad it's great having glenn delaney back um, he's so good a, isn't he He's great. I love I, him on I, on the co commentary. I literally nearly tweeted him, but I thought it looked too like too sycophantic. Uh, <laughs> like that, that never stops you tweeting about sale sharks, Jay. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like his knowledge on the lineout is superb. Like it's so much better than pretty much anyone else that does does that TV role. Uh, yeah, uh, I, the more he can, the more stuff that he can do, the better. Mm, I like him a lot. What, Although, what did you make of the game? No, no, hang on. Whilst we're on, okay. com- whilst we're on commentating, I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to say who, say who said it, right? Um, but we've had resourcing the ruck. We we now have a new one. Sorry, resourcing the ball. Yeah. Don't know what that means. How about this? Affecting the ruck. <laughs> Joining the ruck, A- maybe? Affecting or effecting. What, affecting. The... I, don't, I don't know. Affecting the ruck. So he came in there and he affected the ruck. What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. Those, are, those that simply isn't a, isn't a phrase. No, that is curious. <laughs> yeah. So resourcing the ball is now joined by affecting the ruck. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. The, the game was really good. That second half from Exeter was awesome. Impressive. Wasn't it? Seriously impressive. Yes. Uh, what do you think? about the extra game plan of not kicking points? Um, it's like a boa constrictor. It's, it's weird, isn't it? So they know how effective they can be. But they weren't, were they, for well, 60 minutes? They weren't, but they trusted it. And they brought on their reinforcements. They brought on the, the new front row, yep. fresh legs, and eventually they ground, ground that Saracens pack down. And in the end, the last 20 minutes... They were bullying that Saracens pack. Yeah, I they was. Broke, they did break Saracens, didn't they? Yeah, I was amazed by it. I was similar because because both these teams were playing to the best of their ability for about sixty minutes. I would say, 
so the Saracens line speed, the defense, they had Alex Sanderson on talking about line speed. Um, you know, everything looked like a classic Saracens Exeter game. No one was getting the upper hand. And for Exeter to stick to it and keep going for the driving malls, I got I no idea how many that they had. But, uh, I mean, it had to be eight, eight or nine. And to keep going at it until you finally got success. I mean, I would, I think I would have got, gone, gone away from it after six or seven and just said, just take the points. Yeah. But they, they, they clearly had the game plan. They clearly knew eventually they can do it. They, they can break or they trusted that they could. And they did. Yeah. Because the, the last, it was the last three tries, wasn't it? The Williams, Kvesic and the penalty try. Yeah. Which were all uh, close, clo- close, close, range. close range, driving all. Or pick and go. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was just incredible pressure. It was a, he- I, a hell of a performance. What it is about about Exeter? I, I think it's just like their confidence and their, and their sheer force of will. It's like a bloody mindedness. Like if I've been defeated in six different wars on the, on, <laughs> on the five meter line, I don't think I want. You, yeah, give me the three. Yeah, I don't think I want to do it again. But they did it again. Yeah, and then you know they need to kick the points in order to get to go two scores ahead, and they go for the corner again. So it, it's staggering stuff. And you, t- you talked about it last week, Phil, where you said that Rob Baxter had said that they'd uh, they'd look back at the drawing board, uh, uh, thought that maybe they're going wrong in some areas and they're going to address some of them. But he didn't. He wasn't specific exactly on where. But I think it's pretty clear that uh, he that they've said, all right, we still want to go for the jugular when we get the chance, but let's play a little bit more direct. So let's get the the malls going. And uh, let's get that power game going. And they they look seriously good when they do that. When they can marry the two together, and that what I think what's great is they've got a, they've got a game for November to February, and they've got a game when the weather's a lot better mm. as well. That they, they could yeah. be a real balance to them. They do seem to cut out a lot of stuff, don't they? And they don't expand the game until that core stuff is absolutely nailed on. And when it goes wrong, they cut out everything else. They go back to the, that horrible, horrible nastiness, and then they'll expand again later. And in a game like Saturday's against a team like Saracens, there were very, very few opportunities for them yeah. to actually expand. So they just just stuck to the real simple stuff. And having Steenson at ten for that, what a guy! He was so good. He's and ace. He's his, so so cool. His decision making, his knowing when to knowing when to go for the simple inside ball to a forward or the winger, knowing when to go for a simple pass outside, knowing when to kick for the corner or put a high ball up and then executing it perfectly. I thought he was sensational. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of amazing things about Exeter. But one of the things is everything they seem to have, everything they seem to have, all the important bits, I should say, they're all like homemade. Like Gareth Steenson came from the championship, won the championship with them. Now is when the premiership and then marches them around the field and absolutely batters Saracens. And did you notice when they were going for the corners, he was jing up the crowd? Did you see that? I didn't, I didn't uh, notice every, that, actually. Every corner, he was like, uh, he was like pump, um, pumping up the spectators. And then when the game finally did swing, it was two props, Ben Moon, Harry Williams, that came on, made a, a huge impact. Yeah. Again, those guys are pretty much homegrown. I mean, I know Harry Williams has been around, but he wasn't the Harry Williams that he is now. No, they signed him from Jersey. Uh, he was at Wasps before that. But, like, you know, he wasn't the Harry Williams that plays for England when they signed him. Uh, and the guys that came off, Hepburn, who's obviously, you know, been been made in, in, in Exeter, and uh, Donny Prop. <laughs> yeah, Donny Prop. So it's just, it's incredible stuff. It's a hell of a performance. Yeah. I, I think Saracens will learn a lot from that defeat. I think they they will look back towards the end of the season, and 
they will they will analyze as they always do and they'll tweak a few things and they'll have slightly different personnel so this is definitely not a right saracens offer at all no God, but no, it was a it was one hell of a performance I will, by Exeter. I will mention this though. Sorry, Tim, you, you, you're, you're going to be triggered now. Anyone <laughs> think Owen Farrell is not suitable for captaincy? Uh, Every decision he is chopsing at the ref. The ref has told Tom to, to shut up numerous times. Uh, I think that near every score, or after every score, he, he's at the ref saying, uh, "Check it, sir. Look at this. Look at that." Um, it could have it could have all ended in tears when he clattered, clattered into Steenson. He's a hell of a player, and I think he's definitely a leader, but I'm just not sure that he's the captain. I'm not sure he is the right person. I think he's the right person to talk to the, his own players. I don't think he's the right person to be communicating with a referee. So I, I do agree with that, but partly for that because he is incredibly passionate uh, and it does bubble over sometimes in the wrong ways. Yeah, uh, And also partly because... He's got so much other responsibility exactly, in, in yeah. terms of his kicking and on-field decision-making. And to be fair to him, Brad Barrett went, went, went off early. He did, And yeah. Brad Barrett is the perfect yin to his yang. Yes. Like, he does everything, basically. He's very respectful to, to referees. He's a good talker. He's absolutely but, brutal in defence. Yeah, and then he does all the things well that Owen Farrell struggles with. So, yeah, I, I don't think... I, especially for England. So, Saracens, I think it's, it is a bit different. Um for England, I don't want to see him as captain. No, but you, they, you struggle with other players because they struggle for the, those other leaders. Yeah, com- completely agree. Uh, I, 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 I love, I love the passion. I love the intensity. I think he drives people around him uh, to higher heights. You're right that he needs to know where the line is, and Brad Barrett does a brilliant job of, of knowing that and being. I think that's a great way of putting it. The yin to his yang, and I would draw a, a parallel as well. Um, but I, th- I, th- I think it's. It's one of the factors that, that is why they're so damn good. But did you see Elliot Daly after the final whistle in the Wasps Bath game? Now I didn't see the I didn't see the very end of that game. Or if I did, actually, yes, I did. Actually, I saw, but I didn't notice Elliot Daly. I will say this. I wonder if this is where you're going. Is it his body language? He well, it was he was because I noticed that during the game. Actually, he was having a few words with the referee Matt Carley after the final whistle. Didn't didn't look very good and. Uh, um, he didn't look very happy, and it it didn't look good. Yeah, mm. I, I I will I will say on that game. Um, so it it would have been frustrating for Elliot Daly. I thought Matt Carley, particularly in the first half, was uh, pernickety with some of the rook offences that, oh. that he blew up and gave he, he gave penalties in both directions. To be fair, but probably felt more went against Wasps in the first half. He's a very precise referee, I would say. I mean, some of the things he was asking the TMOs to look at for the tries, uh, the Chudley try in, ridic- in, in particular, I just thought it was, it was a bizarre thing to be asking. I mean, it, it, did the nine pick up... The nine picks up the ball and scores, right? Yeah. Well, he's a nine pick up... We don't need to check if he's rucking first. If, he's got <laughs> nine on his back and he picked up the ball. It's self-evident what, like, yeah. what he did. Like, I just don't like, I don't like the questions, but I do kind of appreciate the style that he brings. And, you know, he's just precise. That's just his way. But there, there were a few decisions where his players kind of infringing in and around the rook, as often happens, nothing dangerous, nothing especially illegal, but kind of a player, two players come together and go off their feet. Uh, Thomas Young did it on, I can't remember, was it Will, um, Elliot Stuke, I think it was. And it didn't affect the ball at all. Mm-hmm. It didn't 
affect either team's chances of winning the ball. And Wasps, it was, got clean ball, but not necessarily because of that. But it blows up for a penalty for Bath. Yeah. And it's, just, it's one of those where... <sighs> Let the boys play. Exactly, exactly <laughs> right. I am liking, I'm liking Bath. I just, they're just not quite there. They've got a brutal pack. They play in a nice manner. Well, they don't play in a nice manner. They play in a manner that I like. Is what I mean. Yeah. Um, is what is what I, what, what what I meant to say. Um, but they do feel like there's just ten percent missing from them. If they can add something a little bit special, a little bit of um, more attacking flair, I, I, I guess is is what I'm going for. They're going to be a very good team. And I- for me, where they're missing it is probably in the centres. Yeah, yeah completely. Well, yes and no. I'd say fullback because I think Jamie Roberts has to be there to do the bath thing, which is get over that game line. But they do need someone else to spread the ball around, and they don't have they don't have anyone. Now, sometimes they go with Freddie Burns at fullback, and I don't like that at all. Well, they had young Englishman James Wilson. Yes. who, who did a solid job. He's but a not, really good player. He is a very He's good a really player. Really good player. But they, they were missing. I mean. Two names who are big names that they're missing, Jonathan Joseph and Anthony Watson. We need champagne corks being popped <laughs> and champagne yeah. poured over all, all over the floor sometime soon. It's been too long. Definitely yeah. too long. Yeah. How far away are those boys from coming back? JJ's imminent, I believe. Yeah. I thought he was aiming for before Christmas. Obviously, that's not yeah. happened, but that's, he can't be big, far off. That's a big deal. I, I tell you what, it's, a, it's as big a deal for them defensively as it is going forward yes and well, it, Jackson Willison's injured as well he's he's been good that's that's a good point yeah that that was where I, I felt they struggled it was that um, centre partnership yeah the, and the the best the, their best single attacking move other than uh, Rocco Daguni picking off um, uh, Hampson's pass but their best attacking move was the Freddie Burns try when he actually decided I don't need my uh, outside backs. Yeah. I'll just do it all myself. Well, yeah. I, I thought the biggest difference in this game, right, was that Bath could go forward using very limited strategies and tactics. They could just hammer their way forward, and that's bas- basically what they did. Wasps, to get over the advantage line against Bath, they had to use every trick in the book. They had to play it wide. They had to go through numerous amounts of hands, take risks, and that's why they couldn't, that's why they couldn't beat them. Yeah, high-risk rugby in the middle of winter. Yeah, isn't yeah. it interesting how the? I mean, you hear all these stories about wasps and Elliot Daly going and Jake Cooper Woolley going and Will Stewart going and Willie Larue going. And there's another story um, today that he's being told, no, you can't go to play for the Bulls for the Super Rugby season. Apparently, he wanted to go for this Super Rugby season, which would be next month. Um, and he's been told, no, you can't do that. So who's there's this all these stories about these players going and. Uh, and they're missing a couple of key guys. Dan Robson's just coming back. Nathan Hughes is just coming back. Nathan Hughes going to Bristol as well, obviously. And it coincides with this. Wasps are never far away, but when there's such small margins, you do wonder, however much people say, I'm totally committed, whether as a, as a whole collective, it will have an impact, won't it? A few percent, it will have an impact yeah. on, on, that, on that readiness to go that extra little moment and that get up off the floor, that fraction of a second quicker for your teammates yeah and i tell you the other thing that we that i was thinking about wasps is how many more players can you substitute into that back line or into that squad who aren't established premiership players and hope that they still do well so they've got the scrum off who i can't remember his name hamson yeah uh did, did well did really well i'm, I'm you know i'm delighted delighted that they're playing and playing well uh billy searle then you've got um 
Booge. Booge. You've got Neil on Ross Wing. Ross Neil. Who's, yeah. who's a handy player. Big, yeah. lad, big lad, handy player. It kind of makes you think, why were they wasting their money, you know, throughout on everyone else in the, fir- uh, in the first place if they've got access to such good talent? Um, you know, Tom Cruise was the guy. Uh, uh, was another guy last year. They they got from uh, Macclesfield. Or, was it Macclesfield? Yeah, Stockport? Mac, Mac and Rotherham. Yeah, I think he was. So yeah, I just wonder how many more of these guys they can bring in before they start losing games consistently. Well, they are losing games consistently. More games yeah. consistently. It's, it's it's a big concern, and you. I mean, if, yeah, it feels like a transition year, and that next year might be a rebuilding year that they probably thought this year was going to be without Cipriani, but. Yeah, there you go. Sippers, sippers. Uh, one one person I want to speak up for. You talked about um, uh, Steenson. Yes, like what a what a hero of a guy. I've got to say, in that Quinn's defeat, Mike Brown really really wants that England shirt back. Yes, if he looked awesome, he he is playing really really well. And for kind of knowing what little I know about Mike Brown, but knowing how competitive he is. Uh, and how aggressive he is. It's almost losing the jersey will fire him up even more to tra- train harder, play better. Uh, and he, he did look great. There was there were there were a few players in that Quinn side that looked great, but he was one of the better ones. Ironically, as much as I laughed, and I did laugh, I laughed wholeheartedly, like belly laughs, actually, when I heard that Mike Brown was on the wing for England <laughs> against South Africa. I actually thought that experiment worked out fairly well. He did, he played. He didn't play too badly at all. He I, scored tries. He played well. Yeah, and I just think like maybe you just want him in the team because like Farrell, he's a good you know good driver, a good motivator of men. He's got that mentality that Eddie Jones likes. And frankly, watching Elliot Daly today, I was not I was not impressed. I know he's playing he for the team. Mike impressed. Brown did not deserve not to be in a a thirty one man squad. Yes. Yeah. He, he didn't deserve. He didn't deserve that. He's been one of England's most consistent performers and one of the best performers in South Africa in the summer. And well, if Eddie Jones pays attention to club form, Mike Brown will be in the England <laughs> squad for the Six Nations. You know, there's a World Cup around the corner. I don't know if you've heard, right? And all you need to do to win a World Cup is win. You know, the next what was it? Is it eight games consecutively? Or something? Six games? Seven. Four plus three? Yeah, seven. Yeah. So to me, it's um, it's amazing that you just don't pick the best players that you possibly can, rather than <laughs> you know. <laughs> like previous teams have done. Um, why does nobody want to take Gareth Steenson to a World Cup? Surely he's <laughs> going to do a job for someone. He's such a steady, good player. If he was if he was qualified for, say... England in, and, and Ireland. Uh, I'm thinking any other teams. I know. If he was... Or not Maybe not any other team, but certainly a lot of teams... But Johnny, Johnny, at least ten of the twenty teams at the World Cup would take him in a heartbeat if he was qualified for them. Yeah, like so. Johnny Sexton goes down, um, quarter final. Ireland scrape through, and all they need to do is get someone who can control them around the pitch to get their massive pack on, g- going forward. I can't think of a better person. Well, we we know that uh, Paddy Jackson won't be going. <laughs> oh, are we allowed to talk about Paddy Jackson, Tim? Uh, yeah. Um, I. Go on. I I would possibly need to check. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? He's well, hardly... there's, all right. Well, maybe maybe for uh, there you go, AJ. There's no other pods coming out this week. Exactly. So we can we can tease this ahead to next week. So <laughs> we think we know we think we know something about um, what might be part of Paddy Jackson's 2019. 
Yeah. Ooh. Very controversial 2019. You know more than me then. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a little, little group where we talk about these things. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that if that comes about, it'll be highly, highly interesting. Mm. But we believe... Do you know what was highly, highly interesting? I'm going to make a tangent away from the games for a second. Mm-hmm. Our friend, Stephen Jones's uh, <laughs> all time <sighs> 15. Goodness now, me. You, firstly, the fact, right, we're sat here talking about it. The entire rugby community, our WhatsApp groups were talking about it. Everyone was talking about it. It wouldn't have been in the most complimentary of terms towards Stephen mm-hmm. Jones. because mm-hmm. it's Nobody has read that, that team and thought, that's a good team. <laughs> Quiet. No but one. He's got people talking about him. If that was his objective, he achieved it. If it was to to show off his um, rugby credentials by saying that Juan Martin Fernandez is the best fly half ever to have picked up a rugby it's ball. It's quite incredible, isn't it? It's. <laughs> I wonder if I'm. I wonder if this is how like democratic voting people in the United States feel about Donald Trump, like. Donald, like Donald Trump, doesn't mean to sort of um, be as successful as he is, but somehow stumbles around into it, and it just infuriates everyone. And that's sort of what Stephen Jones has done here. He's done something which has captured everyone's attention, even though we all, the majority of us, probably uh, probably dislike him quite a lot. And yet here we are talking about him again because it's just such a ridiculously stupid team. <laughs> so we actually put out, or I put out a tweet, I should say, about you know hipster selections. The reason I put that tweet out was because. I heard about this team. I thought, that's what he's doing. He's trying to be a hipster here. He's showing that he watches the game in so much detail. He's going to pick a 15 that no one would ever pick because only Stephen Jones has this sort this sort of in, insight. Oh, yeah. You think Richie McCall was the best open side of all time? Incorrect. Uh-huh. You, you don't really watch rugby. You just watch World Cups. Yeah. Uh, who was his seven? Uh, well, Warburton... As a seven, that's. In, I mean, Warburton. I, yeah, so I can. I, Warburton I, is a phenomenal player. I can flip a coin on that. I, Warburton what? is so. Warburton is a phenomenal player. Yeah. You you can argue about longevity and all the rest of it. He is a phenomenal player. He did do it at club level. McCaw did. Yeah. The the six is probably even more ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> no, firstly, I don't think Sam Warburton would would take any umbrage whatsoever at saying Sam, you were an you were an absolutely brilliant player. Lions twice captain. You were. I mean, and, and that does put him right up there. No, you're right. Richie McCaw you, won the World Cup but twice. You're, but you're not quite as good as Richie McCaw. Oh, no, of course I'm not. I, absolutely, he'd say, yeah. I mean, he might even uh, say... Thanks, for, thanks, for, thanks very much. He, I appreciate the compliment. He might even say, I think I'm better at Richie McCaw at certain aspects of the game. But I do get, on an overall holistic basis, <laughs> having not won two Cups, uh, World Cups, maybe I'm not the best. Or being the highest capped international of all time. All that. I mean, yeah, it's uh, what the Hernandez one is amazing. I mean, I'm not sure if Hernandez is going to play 10 for many premiership sides, let alone the best team ever to, to have existed. I'm not sure for much of his career whether he was first choice Argentinian 10. Uh, no, 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 he wasn't. That, that World yeah. Cup where he was brilliant, he was fullback. Fullback, wasn't he? yeah. Um, Con- Contraponent me would have been 10. Sure. No, sorry, the World Cup, okay, so 2007 World Cup. 2007. Yeah. No, he was 10 then. And I'm pretty sure he was 10 because all they did was kick the ball high. Uh, okay, maybe. With oh, Contopomi- sure it was the two Contopomis. It was both the Contopomis, 10, 12, and, and Hernandez at 15. Maybe you're right. I'm think, I know, I think he was 10 that, that World Cup. But Phil's free, feverishly at lo- looking it up now. You might, you might be right. You might be right. It just regardless, shows. Regardless, it, he, regardless, there are better fly halves to have played the game in the game's history. Yeah. Ah, so uh, the Contopomis... 
played in the centres. I thought so. Coletto ah. played 15, and Hernandez did play 10 for the uh, the first France-Argentina game. Yeah. Uh, I thought... I Which thought they won by, the, by his boot, like yes. 12-10 or something like that. Uh, well, Contopomi was actually kicking sticks. Oh, yeah. It was 17-12, with Contopomi kicking sticks from 12 for Argentina. And who was the 10 for France? Kicking stick? It was David Screller. Screller, yes. Screller, wow. Ella, Ella, A. Sorry. <laughs> uh, let me just look up. Simon the... Shaw. Simon Shaw, best uh... <laughs> <laughs> best lock of all time. That's the one. Why not? Um, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who was the other one that really caught my eye? I mean, uh, the... Dan Lydiot was the. Uh... Pro- arguably the most astonishing one. I like Dan Lydia I, I, a lot. Dan Lydia. It doesn't, no, uh, saying that they're not the greatest player of all time in their position is not a criticism. <laughs> I mean, there is one thing which is undeniable. Stephen Jones is definitely the best writer of all time. Oh, yeah. Undeniable. Uh, here's the thing, right? <laughs> not to get on, on my high horse here, but I'm going to get on my high horse. Um, he's basically wasted 30 years of his life watching a sport he doesn't understand. <laughs> and then to make it worse, he's browbeated all the other people into giving him awards for it. <laughs> it is the biggest scandal. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you wonder why podcasts are successful. This is why, boys. This is why. <laughs> Grow up. Do your job properly. There you go. <laughs> we have given I him far, I, far I too much. I it feels much. like a quiz interlude now. Oh, yes. Now you're talking, Tim. Let's do this. Take it away, Philip. So I have been looking back over some of the the most interesting moments of the past 12 months, and I've prepared a 10-question quiz. Um, So I need you to get a pen and paper or your uh, phone. notes on your phone ready. Got it. Okay. First question. Okay. So some of these are pretty simple. First question. Three players were joint top try scorers in the Viva Premiership rugby season 17-18. What? Were they? That finished May. Who are they? One point for each. Okay. Crikey. Yeah. I, I, know, I think I know two of them. Oh, I don't know any of them. I'll guess the other. Uh, oh, God. Um, Saracen's front row. <laughs> uh, I I really don't know. Uh, Have a guess. No no negative marking, but you can only name three. Uh, okay, fine. Okay, number two. Who scored Saracens' only try and their only Saracens try in Saracens' thirty nineteen defeat to Leinster in the Champions Cup quarter final? Ooh, you have to say that again. So, who scored Saracens' only try and their only ever Saracens' try in the 30-19 defeat to Leinster? So, Saracens scored one try in that game, the, yep. the European Champions Cup quarterfinal. Saracens scored one try, and it was scored by a player who has only ever scored one try for Saracens. Who on earth is that? No idea. Hmm... I'm trying. I'm thinking it might be someone that was on loan or something. Then anyway, go on then, Phil. Next one. Next question. Six points available. Six points. Six points available. Six points available for the six teams who qualified for the 2018 Pro Four. Oh yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I've just remembered the last one. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Sorry. Carry on. Question number three. The, the six teams who qualified for the 2018 Pro 14 playoffs. Okay. The six, Sorry, the six teams what? Who qualified for the 2018 Pro 14 playoffs. Easy. Okay. Okay, got it. Question number four. Hang on, hang on, hang on. My uh, my my spell check is making these look very interesting. <laughs> um, I'm not marking on spelling. Thank God. Uh, oh, I'm missing one. Oh, I know that one. Okay, easy. Six points in the in the bag. Same. Question number Just four. Give me the six points now. <laughs> Question number four. New Zealand and Ireland top the world rugby rankings at the end of 2018. But can you name the third, fourth, and fifth ranked teams in order, please? No points if they're not in the correct order. Sorry, the question again? Are you listening at yeah, all? Yeah, yeah. Or are you just Googling? <laughs> I'm just Googling. Googling the answers to the previous questions. Yes. <laughs> um, New Zealand and Ireland top the world rugby rankings at the end oh, of 2018. Right. Okay. Can you name the third, fourth, and fifth ranked teams? Do I get a point for each? Or does that have to be... a, a point for each, only in order. If you get them in the wrong order, no points. I think, I've got, I think I know. I actually think I might be top marks so far. So far? Wow. I think I might be 12 out of 12 or whatever it is. I think... I think 13 out of 13. I think the first three... Well, the first question, the first three points, it'll be difficult to get all three. Okay. Okay. Question five. Who won the men's and the women's Rugby World Cup sevens in San Francisco in July? And it's one point for each team. So, uh, so who won the Rugby World Cup sevens in San Francisco in July, men's and women's? I think I'm 15 out of 15. Here we go. Oh, I don't know this. A lot of points available in this quiz. All right, go on. Question six. The Jaguares oh, yeah. had an incredible unbeaten Australasian tour in April and May. Uh-huh. But which four teams did they beat? They won four games on the road in their Austra- Australasian tour. Who did they beat? Oh, crikey, fell. I mean, there's only nine teams available. Uh, um, um, yeah, okay. 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 Done. Question seven. Jacob Stockdale, Stockers, Stockers, scored seven tries in a single Six Nations Championship to set a new record... But which three players' record of six tries in a season did he beat? And to give you a clue... Oh, that's a good question. To give you a clue, the the three players who had uh, all scored six tries in, in different seasons, there was two Englishmen and one Welshman. Mm, interesting. Uh, okay, he, done. Okay. Question eight. Okay. Which player 
set a new European Champions Cup record in December by beating 17 defenders in a single game. Crikey. 1-7. One, 1-7 seven. One, seven defenders. Say again, say again, say again. Which player set a new European Champions Cup record in December by beating okay. 17 defenders in a single game? Okay. Wow. Don't Got know. it. Oh, well, I'm guessing. Okay. Question nine. Sorry, how do you spell Jamie Roberts? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Question nine. How many games has World Rugby Player of the Year Johnny Sexton lost in 2018? Got it. Got it. And question number ten. Who are the only team who've not registered a win in the 2018-19 top 14? The French top 14. There's one team who have yet to win a game. One team yet to win a game. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I don't know. Fine. Okay. Ready with your answers? Yes. Yeah. Question number one. Uh, GAB, do you want to give me one of your top try scorers in the Aviva Premiership last season? Yes, I'll, I'll give you one of mine. I'm going to go with Denny. Denny, Denny, Denny? Yeah. In- incorrect. No. Tim? Uh, S- Sam Simmons. Incorrect. What? He finished on 12. Uh, there were three players who scored 13. Josh Adams. Is cor- Josh Adams I have as well, by the way. Is correct. Both on one. Okay. The uh, other one I have is Christian Wade. Maitland is the other guy I've got. I can tell you, one of you has got two points, and it is Tim. Bloody Wade. Yes. Wade, before retiring from rugby. Question number two. Yes, who, who scored, I've got this one. Who scored Saracen's only try, and their only ever Saracen's try, in the defeat to Leinster? JB? Burger. Scalp Burger? Mm-hmm. Incorrect. Okay. Tim? It was the on loan Blair Cowan. Oh, no! Correct. No, yes. I couldn't think of anyone who'd left. That's brilliant. <laughs> yep. Blair Cowan, good pickup, Tim. I only know that because I was, I was talking about him earlier with my brother. Ah, okay. Irish. Anyway. Is he back at Irish now? Yeah. 
Okay, question number three. The six teams for the uh, 2018 Pro 14 playoffs. JB, do you want to give me your first three? Scarlet's Munster Cheetahs. Scarlet's Munster Cheetahs are all correct. Tim? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, of course. Damn it. I was sat here smugly going, you oh, smug. Well, it's, it's the six teams in the Champions Cup, isn't it? So I put Scarlet's oh. Munster, Leinster Blues, Edinburgh, Glasgow. Devastating. Blues, Edinburgh, Glasgow. You meant Leinster, Ulster, Glasgow. Uh, I didn't even put Ulster on my list, even though I know they're in the Champions Cup. So oh, it, my God. So, so I put Scarlet's Munster, Leinster, Blues, Edinburgh and Glasgow. So, Tim, you get five points. What? JB, oh, it sounds like that. you also get five points. Why? Which one did I get wrong? Ulster. Did they not get... No, they had to. They had a playoff. So who, who, oh, who, yeah. who got the six, the Gla- six spot? Glasgow, Leinster, Scarlet, Munster, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Cheetahs. Uh, right, fine. So five all, which means Tim has a two-point lead. Okay. Come on. Uh, question four. So New Zealand and Ireland top the, yep. the uh, world rugby rankings right now. Who is in fourth place? Uh, sorry, who's in third place? Tim Cocker. Wales. JB? Wales. Both correct. Who is in fourth place? JB? South Africa? Tim? England. Tim is correct. Are are they in fourth place? England are in fourth place. England are in fourth place. (laughs) Come back 2018. And and who is in uh, fifth place? Tim Cocker? South Africa. JB? Scotland. It is South Africa. Oh, this is so, dreadful stuff. Get in. Tim streaks to a four-point lead. I'm getting hammered here. Okay, number five. Who won the men's Rugby World Cup sevens in San Francisco? JB? I don't know. I've just put Fiji. Fiji is incorrect. Tim? New Zealand. New Zealand is correct. I put New Zealand women as well. Uh, and Tim, who do you put for the women? I put New Zealand for both. New Zealand for both is correct. 13-8 to 5-point lead. Um, some points available here, though. You, you love the, the hags, the Jaguares. Yeah, I kind of turned off from Super Rugby last year, but let's, let's give it a go. Okay. Uh, Tim, do you want to give me uh, well, your... I'll, I'll put Br- Brumbies, Reds and Waratahs. Brumbies, Reds, Waratahs and... And I just guessed. I was, I was thinking... They wouldn't have gone back to the force, would they? But so I just put the Anzacs because I know that's a team that sometimes gets together. <laughs> the Anzacs, okay. <laughs> the, 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 I remember once watching a, this video called 101 Best Tries. How on? And, um, and there was some commemorative game where well, first of all, the Anzacs Tim, played, and it was like a combined Australia New Zealand. That, that might team. have been, I mean, maybe if they were a touring side in 1980, you, you <laughs> yeah. might have had a chance. I'm trying played. to think of something left field to get the extra point. Hang on, hang on. You're asking about the professional sports team, the Haguares, right? <laughs> yeah. On their on their tour, it's five games or four games. Four games. Four games, right? I've got five. I'll just get rid of the last one. So Blues, Brumbies, Waratahs, Chiefs. So I can tell you that Tim, you picked up one point. The Anzac, Anzac team were not correct. What Anzac? They didn't play the Anzacs. <laughs> they didn't play them. What are you talking about? <laughs> JB picks up three points. Oh no. Uh, it was br- the Rebels, Brumbies, Blues and Chiefs. Rebels, Brumbies, Blues and Chiefs. Oh. Comeback so 2018 is on. Yeah, comeback is on. 11-14. Okay. So are you, um, 
so on this next one, this is the try scorers, isn't it? Six Nations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, you said two Englishmen and a Welshman. Correct. Uh-huh. But I've put two Welshmen and, as in, as in, and an Englishman because I want to hedge my bets on the Welshman because I, I'm not sure about the Englishman. <laughs> is that acceptable? That's, that, yeah. It is acceptable. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Who, who are your two Welshmen then, Tim? Shane Williams and uh, George North. And JB, who are your, who's your Welshman? Shane Williams. So I can tell you you've both got a point for Shane Williams. Oh, oh so excellent. Fine. So and I've only got one guest left to have. Yeah. So who's your Englishman, Tim? Ben Cohen. Ben Cohen. Is also mine. He's So you've got Ben Cohen and who else? Williams and Robinson. And Robinson. Hold on. Hold on. You can't have Williams. Oh, Shane Williams. Shane sorry, Williams, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, oh, sorry, Owen Williams. So... <laughs> <laughs> so neither of you've got either of the English Englishmen. What? I can't really? believe that. Rory Underwood. Nope. Uh, Dan Luger. Will Greenwood. Will Greenwood in 2001. Wow. Dan Luger? No. Um, Jonathan Joseph. Phil Christophers. No and no. Uh, I can tell you... Ben the, Sternum. The year was... The <laughs> year... Steve Hanley. <laughs> who, who was that other... Oh, oh Mark, Mark Quaso. The double barrel guy. Um, no. Uh, 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 what's his name? Sable guy. Uh, are you thinking of... Jo- Bar- John Bar- Barry John Mother. Barry John Mather. Uh, John Bentley. I can tell you the year was 2011. 2011? Yeah. Oh, Ian Bolshaw. No. Uh, um, He's still, pl- still playing now. Chris Ashton is uh, correct. So I just got uh, one. So I can tell you, going into the final three rounds, of which there is only one point available for each, Tim, you have a 15 point to 12 lead. So if you get zero and JB gets all three, he can draw. Hmm. Interesting. So the I've gone for the La Rochelle centre for the next one. Can't remember his name. The centre comes second row, uh, uh, back row. <laughs> uh, Bottier. Yeah, that's the only guy I can think of who did who do something something like this. Didn't Phil say in December, as in just gone? December just gone. Yeah. Uh, oh right, not so, him. Uh, then. Uh, so I think my Cheslin Colby will win the. Yeah, win the, I think you've won, won that. Game. I thought it was last season's. Yeah, there you go. Well, it does win the game, but not because of Cheslin Colby. Because oh, was it, it was it Cordero then? It was Santiago Cordero. Wow, he's a hot stepper, isn't he? he yeah. <laughs> 17 defenders in one game. Right, Ridiculous. well, let's wrap this up. I've got zero games lost for Johnny Sexton. And Same. Breathe is my team who I don't think have won. Or Perpignan. No, but, sorry, so I'm going to go with Perpignan. Okay. Tim, and you... I, get, I, I put zero and pow. Ooh. I can tell you he has lost some games in 2018. What? Has he? He's, he lost two games. Did he lose to the Anzacs? <laughs> well he did h- half of the Anzacs because he was on the bench for the first test against Australia in the summer and the other game was of course Toulouse away uh, yes. Oh, yes so Sexton lost two games although one of them he only played 22 minutes um, and the final team Perpignan JB was correct so I'll give you a point for that yes get in so Tim wins 15-13 <sighs> What, what 16. Sh- oh, no, I didn't get Cheslin Colby. You're right. Yeah, all right. 15, well, well, win's a win. I'll take it. What a sham. Um, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> well, I was at a game this weekend, so I actually got to see some actual rugby in real life. Anyone guess where I went? Uh, you went to uh, Kingston Park. No, not Kingston Park. Didn't go there. You went to... Surely you went to Franklin's Gardens. Nope, didn't go there either. Stad Mar- Marcel Micheland? Nope, nope. The AJ Bell. I went there. So, really? Yeah, yeah, I did. You, I, you? Yeah, 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 true. Um, I went and interviewed um, uh, Johnny Leota on stage. 
um, which was quite good fun. And then I got the pleasure of watching uh, most of the game sat, uh, sat next to uh, a, an injured AJ McGinty, who's ah AJ, yeah, slowly coming back into health. Now, I don't, I don't know if you guys know this. I quite like Factor Clerk. You've mentioned it, yeah. So Factor you, Clerk, you, you cropped a picture of the best two halfbacks <laughs> in the world to make it look like it was just you and Factor Clerk. Well, uh, Aaron Smith photobombed our, our, our photo. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. You know, uh, we move on. Um, now, you Isn't that bought... amazing that he loves he loves yeah, that that is the measure of loving Factor Clerk that he will have a photo taken um, and exclude a World Cup winning, yes. Yeah. Arguably best scrum half on the planet. Well, you know, look, it was. I I felt that he intruded on our time, but fine. <laughs> and now you will agree with me, won't you? That um, Fafter Clerk is probably one of the nicest rugby players that you'll ever meet. Lovely bloke, he is. And and everyone really speaks of him so highly as well. Yeah. Well, I I'm going to tell you that right now that AJ McGinty is equally as lovely as Fafter Clerk. In fact, they might be the nicest halfback partnership <laughs> uh, you know international well, world rugby's ever seen. Um, this is how nice AJ McGinty is, right? We were, we were having a chat, and then a sale fan comes up to him and goes, AJ, how's the rehab? How's your knee? And he said, yeah, yeah, um, good, thanks. Just started, running on it last, um, just started running on it last week. The fan said, uh, oh, great, see you later, and, and, and then went. I thought this was strange, because I thought that AJ McGinty had hurt his shoulder, not his knee. I said, have you not just um, like hurt your shoulder? And he goes, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, I have, but I didn't want to embarrass him. So uh, not only did he make up an injury, he made up the rehab schedule of how his, how his knee injury is going so he didn't embarrass the fan. It could have been worse. The fan could have said, hey, hey, Denny, how's your injury? Yeah. Marlon, how's it going? <laughs> and how was he? Because you would have watched that game and so you would have been sat next to AJ McGinty with um, Rob Dupria absolutely dominating yeah. the show there. Um, the answer is he is like he's remarkably competitive and remarkably passionate about the team winning. I, I don't think it. I don't think it really matters who's in who's in the ten shirt as long you know as long as they're winning. Uh, that's certainly how it came across. There was and there was definitely no uh, that's like that's my shirt type thing. Uh, and also Rob the is off, isn't he, in January? So yeah, that's, that's uh, a fair. But point. thought to be coming back. Ne- yeah, time, next season. I would be I would be amazed if they don't. Let's put it that way. Because yeah. Sale use this little window as we've seen with uh, Rohan ja- Johan or Rohan Janzi von Rendsburg. <laughs> you know, Rohan. Rohan Jan- Janzi von Rendsburg. Almost like a trial period to see if they like it. And then if they do, they'll you know they'll sign back. Um looks like both the Dupree boys are loving it and quite frankly, I think everyone's loving both both the Dupree boys at Sale. But John Luke is a big boy. The number eight. Goodness me! They they are two very handy short term signings. Yeah, and this time yeah. So this this was a very important win for. It would have been a very important win for either team. It's a very important win for Sale because it does give them a little bit of breathing space. Yeah, interesting game. Very real contrasting styles. Sale squeezed the life out of Bristol. They they played in the right areas and frankly they beat they they beat them up quite quite badly up front. That said, Bristol dropped two balls, which if go to hand. They've got two tries there, and yeah. You know, although on the score sheet it looked like Sale win convincingly, uh, Bristol have got a little bit of extra about them, which is they know how they're going to play, and they're going to play that way 
regardless of if it didn't work the first three, four, five, six times, they're going to carry on, carry on at it, and eventually they will get through. Slightly different uh, way of playing than Exeter. Yeah, yeah, slightly different, but the same ethos, which is you know this yeah, is this, is, this how, is how we play. Yeah, and it, literally it was two balls dropped. There's 14 points there. You know that that makes a huge difference to that game. So, but um, yeah, they're, they're a good team to watch, Bristol. I was a little bit worried about this one. I thought they were. Um, why you would know, you? Why would you be worried? Because I, I didn't. I was worried about the conditions not not allowing free, three free flowing <laughs> rugby. Is raining well, the well. You you hate free flowing rugby though. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That is true. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the other thing I'm going to say as well, Sam James is one of the most natural rugby players in all of the Premiership. It is unbe- I don't know how you coach what what he does, but uh, yeah, hell of a player. How is? Yeah, he's one of those players that um, if you slotted Sam James in at Exeter or Saracens and I'm not saying this to he, people will be talking about him as a possible international and I'm not saying that to go to feed into this narrative that sale fans and Steve Diamond like to have which is people sale for, sales and unfashionable club they don't get picked because they play not, for sale I don't not if you're a spring, my, my, not if you're a springbok point yeah my point is whatever whoever Sam James would play for he would step up and do a job with that team. He's one of those kind of guys. Yeah, he's. A, I actually am starting to think his best position is at fullback. And I'll tell you something. Do you want to know something else? A little bit interesting. Go on. Uh, Chris Ashton uh, apparently timed his fastest ever sprints a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah. And, and now, age thirty-one. Yeah. Tell me if you disagree with this comment. Do you think of Chris Ashton as 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 a speed guy? So to look at him, no. Do you remember his try against Australia in, I want to say, 2011? No, I don't, actually. Where there was a turnover on England's line, two mm-hmm. hands, Ashton picks the ball five yards off his line and goes 90, oh, yeah. 95 yards, including going round Drew Mitchell. I don't remember that. But... Do, you, do you not remember the, one of the tries of the year? Right. No, so I, don't. I think he is. I think he is actually pretty quick. Well, this is sort of what I was saying. It's like, what? How, how fast is he? And you know, a lot of a lot of us were saying he is unbelievably fast. I was like, Chris Ashton. I just thought he like really like read, read the, game the game really well. And maybe he's never running that fast because he's always in the space because he does read the game that that well. Yeah. Um. But no, they were like, he he is lightning, and he's just recorded his his fastest time. He said he, that that he's never run faster uh, than um uh, than this preseason. Wow. Which is quite had, something. I guess he had plenty of time mm. to concentrate on it with all his uh, bands. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yes, quite. It's the, uh, <laughs> no, st- it's the impact that Dorian West has had. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, going from uh, Steve Diamond to uh, a tweet to at Rugby Podcast from oh. Rob, Rob Diamond, who says, uh, whose question for the pod is, is Phil enjoying having a designated driver over the festive period? Oh, are you enjoying that? Absolutely. I've been uh, taking full advantage of that. Oh, I tell you who I did meet on Saturday. Talking about tweets, I was, re- I was quite starstruck. Um, the guy who runs Bristol's social um, social oh, media. Oh, nice! Yeah, I went up to. Him, are you are you in charge of Bristol's social media? <laughs> yeah, good job. Top, yeah. he's a good bloke, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, top top guy. Should have bought him he's a top guy. A, and what, what's beer. interesting is that the very presence of Bristol in the Premiership on social media has meant that other clubs have all up their game. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, and long overdue. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was, a, it, was, it was it was a good event actually. I think biggest crowd of the year at the AJ Bell too. Mm. Oh, at the bottom. I see. It seems we we're talking bottom of the table. Well, uh, mid table. Let's, but... let's let's mention Worcester and um, 
Well, what firstly, a horror show. Ben Teo. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> he, he's, he has worked far too hard to be risked for a game like this. Needs, what do you say? We want to bleed him into the squad slowly. No wonder he doesn't want to show up. Yeah, Alan, Alan Solomons. So he came back from the Autumn Internationals and Alan Solomons said, oh, well, he's only played 28 minutes for us. So And now he's played a few games for England. He'll be tired. So we've sent him home for a couple of weeks to New Zealand. Good God. Uh, he's then come back and Alan Solomons has said, well, yeah, he's trained with the side, but only for a week. So we're, we're not going to put him straight in. There's got to I be mean, more to this, hasn't there? I, th- I I agree with you, you know, JB. I'm starting to wonder. This this would strike me as the sort of thing you would do if you thought this guy could have a real negative effect on the on the whole group. So I just want him out of the way. Yeah, I, I don't really get I'm it. Not, it. I'm not saying that is what's happening, but it just it doesn't add up. Thing is, he is actually thought of as a senior guy there. So, you know, like, he's the guy that he he was the guy that drove Ted Hill to. Um, you know, to England camp, you know, people look up to him. He is an England international. He's a lion. But well, this... what did he tweet or Instagram recently where he sort of referred to himself as uh, like what? Oh, what did he say <laughs> oh, about yeah. himself? So it was there were um, some plastic cups with his face on, Bentio plastic cups, and one of the cleaners was using them to store like loo brushes or something. What? And so he had an Instagram post which said something like, "A uh, great way to look after your marquee player." L- <laughs> laughing it was it was very much in or i certainly read it very much in jest i mean that it, certainly makes me laugh it wasn't i don't <laughs> think it was him taking offense at it uh no it was quite funny uh, yeah that was funny but it, it's it it is interesting because so the, the two centers mills and venter are good are good and playing pretty well yeah and they're playing in a back line that is ticking so i can understand him not starting but they had Ollie Lawrence on the bench, who is ace. I, I don't think even, or if he did come off the bench, he only came off for the last couple of minutes. He's going to be a player. He and is, a player. but you, you can just imagine that if you need some go forward in a game like this, the Northampton game, I mean, how many better players, well, <laughs> answer this from 2017, but how many better players in the British uh, and Irish Isles are there to get some go forward off the bench? Well, Not many. I'll ask you another way. Had Benteo been available for any other club in English rugby, uh, would they not have included him in their match day 23? Uh, he would have added to every single team. Well, I just yeah. don't, I don't think anyone gives him this sort of leeway, frankly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, there's two, two questions and the answer is both yes. I mean, it's... That, that any other team would have him in there and, uh, well, would any other team give him that much leeway? No. Uh, yeah, uh, you wouldn't get away with this at sale. No, you, you simply wouldn't. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not Ben Teo's gone. I demand two weeks on holiday. Yeah. But, well, from Ben Teo's point Alan of view, right? well, you better go and have a rest. What, what's Ben Teo? Thirty-one, thirty-two, something like that. Might even be 31. older. Thirty-one. Okay, so Ben Teo is thirty-one. He's on a shed load of money at Worcester, and he's got one more contract in him. It's probably going to be even bigger than the one he's on now because he's going to go to France. I would suggest, right? Yeah. After after this World Cup. For him, every day, every time he doesn't play, it's basically a business decision because he's already got his reputation. The only thing which really matters to him now is health and being able to continue to play. If he plays the big games, great. Uh, but I don't think, from his point of view, he needs to show up at Worcester, and that's why he doesn't. <laughs> well, it's interesting who's making these decisions. Moving on from Teo, because the, the game was interesting, and it was Northampton playing a pretty... 
kind of attritional style, take absolute opposite of um, Exeter Chiefs taking points wherever they they came, and and Dan Bigger kicked phenomenally well. Uh, but the the real killer for Worcester will be those two intercept tries and those lineouts. Don't forget the well, lineouts. Some some missed lineouts. Some horrendous miss like five horrendous miss lineouts. Yeah, but those two intercept tries. I mean that they are because both of them were deep inside Northampton's twenty-two, sustained period of pressure inside Northampton's twenty-two, and you're having seven points scored against you. Yeah. Um, so this really shocked me. I thought Worcester would would, would probably win this, and I, you know the the way they've come on has been great. I think Rory Duncan has done a superb job. I was not a big Alan Solomons fan when I heard that he was jo- joining the crew, but they've done significantly better this year than last year, and they look like a better team. So obviously I was wrong there. And then they go and do this. And it's really disappointing. I think it's a real backward step. If it, it's not, it wasn't even competitive, truth be told. Well, it was up to a point. Because on 57 minutes, there's uh, a score in it, and then what could have been either three or seven points for Worcester turned out to be seven points for Kobus Reinach, who uh, went... Can run. Went, he can seriously run. And Big Luth as well. In he a scrum run. hat. In a scrum hat. They can both run. So, yeah, it's very... Sorry, it's, it's very important points for, uh, for Northampton to move into eighth place. It's points missed, really. Worcester will look back at the end of the season and think, we should have got something out of that game. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it's really, really disappointing. And spe- particularly with the table as it is, um, yeah, that's going to hurt quite a lot. Absolutely. Now, obviously, Worcester's um, biggest mates at the moment are uh, Newcastle. Yes, Newcastle, who lost so 17-20 to Gloucester. At home. At it's home. It's isn't it? It is. But it was only, it was a Billy Twelve Trees penalty in the 75th minute that Prevented. Yeah, don't I know? Don't I blooming know about it? <laughs> my fancy rugby weekend has been ruined. I've had to spend the weekend with my brother whilst we're having our matchup <laughs> head to head against each other this week. Head to head. So we were both sat down watching the rugby today, and everything that could go wrong for me went wrong, including a Nizam car yellow card, and everything that could go right for Nick, like Billy Twelve Trees. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> devastated. <laughs> it, it's even worse losing a, a fancy rugby draft game. To, well, well, it's bad enough losing, but losing to your brother's worse, and then losing to your brother while he sat next to you. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, is the only thing worse losing to someone who hasn't changed their team at all and only gets half the players out? JB, JB, why have I lost? <laughs> you lost. You lost to uh, Steve, who also didn't change his team. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! I'll, I'll change it next. I'll change, I'll change it next week. Um, yeah, how, how many points did I score? Twenty-eight. Oh, <laughs> I got minus a few weeks ago. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Truly remarkable. Yeah. Um, mm. Let's just talk about Gloucester for a second. Uh, what strength and depth that, that these guys are building. Uh, Pledre was in a hospital bed earlier on this week. Uh, obviously some sort of knock there. But then they've got Lewis Ludlam, who I was raving about last year, who I think is absolutely brilliant. Ludlow. 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 Yeah. Ludlum Ludlum, is... Ludlum Saints. Yeah. Ludlow. Gloucester. Yes. Yeah. Lewis Ludlow. Fantastic player. Uh, and of course, Freddie Clark has come into a rich, a rich vein of form. But it's in the backs, and and Ben Morgan. Ben Morgan yeah. is playing some really nice rugby at the moment. Uh, but then in the backs, uh, there there was no sippers. But thankfully, they've got an equally equally expensive fly half to bring in. 
in uh, Owen Williams. And that's a t- completely different style of rugby that they're going to play in under o- Owen Williams. But they've got the job done. Um, Callum Brealy in for Willie Hines. I don't know if he's injured or, or, or whatnot, but even if he was on the bench, Tom, Hud- Tom Hudson Hines. into the centre. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, if they're playing Tom Hudson at 12, but yet they've got, um, uh, they've got Henry Trinder on the bench, you know, they've got options everywhere. Mark, Ak- Mark, Mark Atkinson wasn't involved this, um, this week. This is a formidable squad. I think that I'm going to say it. It's Gloucester's year. They're going to, they're going to make the playoffs. And they they're gonna do something. They're gonna they're gonna yeah they're gonna well they've already beat one at Sandy Park so yeah interesting it is interesting did you one name that was an eyebrow raiser on on a team sheet did you see Hadley Parks at ten, at 10. did it work at ten for I, Scarlets I, I don't know what was the score did they actually did they pull that off uh, give me a second no right nineteen twelve they lost. With with Patchell kicking, righto. So, uh, well, that's the end of that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did see that. I assumed that injury forced it. I don't know because so Steph Evans was on the bench. Patchell played fifteen. What? And Johnny McNichol played on the wing. So, it, there are definitely other options. Yeah, there's lots of other options. It looks like there. Yeah. Um, right. Well, fine. And another Pro Four team. Uh, game to mention. Ulster had a very good win, very important win at home to Munster. You guys keep winning. Yeah, you keep win. winning, even though you think you're not very good. You keep winning. Well, Munster, Munster are dreadful away. It Munster. It was not a full strength Munster side. I will say that. Uh, just have a look now. No, no, it's no, it wasn't. But it was is a good not win. Far off. Not too far. Missing a few boys in the pack. In uh, the pack, mate. Yeah. The back line looks pretty. Uh, missing Conor Murray. Uh, so yeah, not not full strength, but not it's not a bad team. Are you amazed uh, how, on basically single handedly, Will, Will, Will Addison has, has pulled this team from <laughs> from obscurity to second in the table? No credit to McFarland. Will Addison is playing very very well. Will, Will Addison's the boy. In fact, is he captain yet? Uh, don't think so. I, I I would say by the end of the season he will have king. Captain. He will king of have, king of uh, Ulster. Yeah, <laughs> he he will have captained Ulster by by, by the end end of the year because he's probably that, he's that kind of guy. Um, one thing to mention. So, uh, I'm going to pronounce his name horribly wrong, but Balakoon, the um, the winger, young winger, came in and scored. Took his try very well. Scored a try. There were calls. I don't know if either of you have seen this. There were calls yeah, for him this. to have been red carded at the kickoff. Uh, yeah, straight from kickoff. Uh, I love a bit. I love a bit of Twitter. Uh, Twitter outrage about <laughs> refereeing decision. Um, you know, I love that. I can't help but so. I like to adhere to rules fastidiously, fastidiously, if I can yes. even say it. Um, I and maybe I'm biased because I'm an Ulster fan, but I can't help but feel that uh, was it Sweetenham. He yeah. landed on his back, so yeah, it, it it was absolutely reckless. But by uh, the world rugby definition where it is outcome based and if you land kind of back side it's generally a yellow if you lad head shoulder neck area yeah. it's a red it he landed horizontal so it, yellow was the right decision but y- that's yeah. not going to stop Munster fans who proved their their bitter credentials last weekend um Oof. It's, it's not, it's, it's not going to stop them. I mean, the, the the majority of Munster fans came out and went, you know, what? we 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 got beaten by 
Um, we got beaten last week by the better team, and we got beaten by Ulster, and they were the better of the team. But but the people that want to will will have a good old moan about it. So that's what Twitter's for. Exactly. Twitter's for bile and toxic outrage. <laughs> Fill your boots. So there you go. So a good win for Ulster. So have we finished talking about the, the, the games? Uh, have we t- finished talking talk, talk about everything? I think so. Yeah, I think, I think we're done. I mean, bearing in mind, as we've already established, there's 17 people listening to this podcast, including ourselves. Yes, so, that's uh, true. Because <laughs> no one... Who, who, I mean, who... I mean, there will be people working on Christmas Eve, obviously, and, there, and there's also a lot of people that don't like Christmas very much. And I imagine... There's a lot of people that have very, very small families and, and the like and uh, well, we, need something to pass the time. So we're, yeah. we're, ha- we're delighted to be there with you. Yeah, well, this weekend, we're your family. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you hate your family, yeah. listen to us. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, Equally, there's, there's many people that would normally listen that will not do so because they're in a sugar-induced coma. Yeah. Sugar and hungover. Booze, cheese. Just, cheese. Like, just getting gout from Except, cheese. Oh, Pig, pigs in blankets, induced coma. My oh, drinking goodness. habits the last three weeks have been absolutely horrific. Yeah. Can, horrific. I, can I just talk you through the meat um, that's going on uh, in in this household at the moment? Yes, please so do. T- t- today, I cooked a ham. Ooh. So po- poached the, um, the the gammon, then oven cooked it. So we've had, a, we've had a turkey and a ham today. And on Christmas Day, it's a rib of beef and uh, and a goose. Oh, rib of, and a goose! goose. Oh, so indulgent. That, I, I love goose. That BT money. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me! <laughs> goose is superb. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough. And also, you get you must get like fifty quids worth of goose fat. Just <laughs> yeah, that is a very good on point. Your spuds for the next year. Well, yeah, you need it. You don't get an enormous amount of actual flesh meat. But you no. get a huge amount of fat, and it makes amazing potatoes, gravy, all the rest of it. Mm. Oh my god, it does! Um, who, Jay? You sent me a message this morning. Yeah, who were the? Two, oh yeah, who were the two gentlemen? A quick shout out! To, quick shout out to these boys. Yes, um, I went on to Facebook. Uh, have, have you seen this, Tim? No, go on. So <laughs> it was David McDonald with Jason Jack Gollings and Joshua Mowles. They do. They look like they're in America. There. Yeah, they look like they're not in the UK. They've <laughs> got and uh, Negronis. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> you for neg- so have they had a Negroni on the street? Yeah, yeah. Us talking about it. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's a picture of them trying to drink ne- Negronis. <laughs> they don't look happy. <laughs> but was- it, it will br- it will bring them closer as a unit. Exactly, they'll be much better friends for it. Uh, do you want to go for Negroni after this film? Uh, maybe. You can go for a quick one, can't we? Maybe. Let's, let's see. Okay. Uh, what can, was can, can we just listen to um, Ayula Arinley's voice on the Nottingham Rugby Club um, version of the Pogues Fairy Tale of New York? Oh, well, what? So this is back in the year, this is 2011. Oh, oh we should really play out with this. All yeah. Right. Well, shall I save it then? All we've got to do is the, uh, the right. fixtures for I'll next week. What, no, don't worry about that. Just hear Ayula Arinley's voice since I've got it here. Wait for it. Green Army sang a song. Oh, this isn't Ayula. Hold on. No. Where's, where's Ayula? Come on. We'll need no. Come on. Come on. Come on. Sorry, should. This year's for me and you. So oh, for God's sake. <laughs> wow. I hope you've got your editing fingers on, Jay. 
I know. This is so, you might have to edit some of this out, Jay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Got to be now. Oh, for God's sake. Right. <laughs> Jay, Jay, take out the last minute. Or oh, so. yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm doing that. Where is bloody are you? You you listen to are you not really? We'll talk talk about some rugby. Um, right on Friday nights, Connacht Ulster. Connacht, it's okay in Galway. In Galway. Oh, Connacht, who should have won against Leinster, but didn't. Yep. But blew it in the last ten minutes. Yep. Uh, they're going to win at home. I agreed. Um, Treviso, an easy five points. They play the Italians this week. Um, yeah, good. Glasgow versus Edinburgh at Glasgow. Glasgow. That that oh, will be beat down though. They that that is a tasty game. That is a t- I'd love to watch that. I'd love to Defense go watch that. Defence optional. Uh, Scarlets, Cardiff. Scarlets. Scarlets with home. with a proper ten. Uh, I don't really care. Um, Munster, Leinster. This though now now now. Uh, this was the game that had me outraged last last year because they rested so many players Leicester yes. did. They're not I, gonna do it this time. I hope not. I hope not because if if both these teams go out, there's no there's not a doubt about it. This is game of the weekend. That and Glasgow Edinburgh are the two games that everyone wants to see this weekend. So yeah, don't ruin Mun- it. Munster Lancer. And it could be an opportunity for Munster to inflict Johnny Sexton's third loss of twenty eighteen on him. Exactly, exactly. Which isn't that like half the games he's played actually <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not not a great ratio. Come on, let's let's move through this. Uh, 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 Dra- Dragons uh, Ospreys, uh, Leinster uh, Leinster win. Yeah, let's wait. Uh, Dragon Dragons Ospreys, Ospreys. Uh, the, the, Ospreys. The, the the mighty fine Twitter account did Dragons lose. Uh, <laughs> follow that. It's, it's very very funny. Um, then the Premiership Friday night. Northampton under the lights again against Exeter in the Gardens. Exeter, Exeter. Uh, yeah, Exeter. Saracens, Worcester. Saracens. Saracens, backlash. Here we go. This is tasty. Uh, Gloucester versus Sale. Gloucester, big win Gloucester. at home. Sale. Sale? Uh, Are you sale. mad? Hear me now, believe me later. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, now, now, this is an interesting game. This this next one, the four o'clock kickoff on the Saturday. Why is it four o'clock kickoff? Is it on TV or something? Tim? I expect so. Uh, are, you, are you working next? No, no, no. Hmm. I'm not working till European weekends now. Oh, right. Well, Harlequins are playing Wasps. Yeah, big. it's big game 12. Oh, oh is it, okay. Is it in, that's why it's four o'clock then. Do you remember when it was big game eight? Oh. We, it, How it do I remember? It sounded like they were saying big gay mate. Yeah. I always thought it was big game eight because it was the eighth round. No, hold on. Yeah. Eighth round of the premiership. But it wasn't. It, was, eight... it just happened to be the eighth round of the yeah. premiership on no. that occasion. Oh, is that right? Did it did it coincide no. with the eighth round of the Premiership? It did on that particular occasion. Uh, That's what I thought it was as yeah. well. Yeah, but no, it's not. But big, when when they started no. with big game one back in uh, two thousand six or whenever it was two thousand seven, they never thought ahead to big game eight. No, no, no one ever does. <laughs> uh, I I don't. I I, I think Quinn. Harlequins are going to win this. Quins, give me Quins. Yeah, give me Quins. Quinns have been decent this season, and they've been good at home. 
Crikey, this, this, there's four bloody good games. Bristol Bears, Newcastle. This all of a sudden is very important. So that's Bristol, Bristol, Bristol at home. I think Bristol at home. Uh, but Newcastle, Newcastle are good though. Newcastle are actually genuinely a good team. The table just doesn't reflect it right now. But away, and I tell you what, those, yeah. those Bristol fans are legitimately loud, good fans. Yeah. There, there is something to be said about Bristol at home. It's not an easy place to go. Give me Bristol. Give Newcastle to shade it. I think that'll be a tasty one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a cracking game. Uh, and then Bath Leicester. That's another good game. Bath are going to. I think Bath are going to batter Leicester. They're absolutely going to annihilate them. Until I think it'll be two, one or two points. Either way, oh and yeah, yeah. go to Bath. I, I think it's going to be a, nar- a narrow win, but I think the phys- like physicality wise, I think Bath are going to have their way with those Leicester forwards every which way. <laughs> mm. uh, give me Bath, but I'm I am as I said right at the start of the, the pod. I'm intrigued by what Murphy can do, yeah. given some kind of consistency, consistency and stability. Yeah. Um, oh, last bit of news that we forgot to mention. Uh, Wales have announced who their assistants are, if that's important to you. Stephen Jones. Nah. Jo- Jonathan yeah. Humphreys. And Humphreys. Good, good, well uh, thought well, of. Well, I will just well, say... Well spoken of. Yeah, I will say this about Jonathan Humphreys. I was lucky enough to watch him coach when I went to, vi- to visit Glasgow. And he seems to have a marvellous rapport with his players. And uh, he seems a very, very popular all-round guy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted with that, actually. There you go. So now, without further ado, um, Ayula Arinley, uh, the former England centre... And, uh, and and also incredible singer with well he was on countdown he won he won an episode of countdown he did um won the european cup warren gatlin said the best impact sub he's ever played with or ever yeah. managed and and he has a, an unbelievably deep voice Are in our sides. I build my dreams around <laughs> there. there we go. Wow. <laughs> it was worth all the effort. It was. Way. It was. Absolutely. Right. Well, Merry Christmas, one and all. And I'll see you both on, on the flip side. Merry post, Christmas. Post Jesus' birth. Post the anniversary. <laughs> yes. Right. So let the boys play. Goodbye. In a bit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.